This is Spirited Podcast. With your host, Trevor. And a carefully selected guest. Ready to share their knowledge and experience on their specialist aspect of their work with the spirit world. So grab your notepad and pen, pin your ears back and open your mind. It's time for a pod class session. The Energy of Humour with Rose Barkioa. I have with me today the very lovely Rose Barkioa, who is back to share a pod class lesson with us. Now, recently, Rose shared her story on the Main Spirited Talk uh, playlist. And as many of you have known and reported, it is an incredible story. So if you've not checked that out, then please do. After you've heard this one, go and listen to her story again. It is remarkable. Now, Rose is in her virtual studio and connecting to me via Zoom from her home in the Netherlands. And it gives me great pleasure to put her fader up and say, hello again, Rose, and welcome back to the Spirited Podcast Studio. Hello again, Trevor. How nice to be here and uh, how nice to uh, have met you before and now met you again and uh, go about uh, Spirit Podcast. Now, we're recording this episode slightly different today. And we're going to tell everybody why a little bit later, but not for the moment. We'll keep it a little bit secret. Rose, what is the title of the subject that you want to talk to me about today? I wish to talk about exploring the fun in your mediumship. Just the fun? Yes, just fun. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm up for that, as I'm sure there are many. And the floor is yours. I want to talk about fun in your mediumship because we are, almost everybody isn't, connected to uh, the ability to naturally connect with the spiritual world and to have fun with energy work. We have what we call in the Netherlands a lot. We have a ceiling created in our work where we have to hit the mark and uh, we forget about uh, feeling happy when we connect with spirit. And I see it a lot in the Netherlands uh, that people wanted to do good, want to be good in a mediumship and forget about having fun. And I think fun is a really big supporting energy behind the creation, uh, the exploring and the development of your mediumship. You need fun when you're working with spirit because it's a high energy. And if you connect with spirit, you have to go in a high energy. So uh, I'm all about fun in my mediumship. I'm totally with you on that. I'm very, very excited by the whole subject. We we need to define those straight away. We're not talking about entertainment, are we? We're not. No. Some people think that people go to a medium to be entertained. Well, they don't. No, no, it's not not about entertainment. It's uh, about having fun with yourself and your development as a medium. And I think when you put a little bit of fun in it, you are not so tense. And when you are tense and you're connecting with spirit, uh, you're mostly going to your head and then you're not feeling and you're not sensing and you're not in the flow of the energy, but you're thinking about why it, it didn't work as quite as you wanted to work it. Or And when you have fun, you uh, it's about, it's the same the same energy if, if you are um, mad and you are going for a walk. You cannot be mad when you are walking. Just try it again. Uh, when you are mad, go out for a walk because when you walk, uh, there's an energy in our system that builds and we cannot be mad for a long time. Uh, and it's the same uh, with fun in your mediumship. If you can add fun to your mediumship, you will um, have the same effect as uh, healing in your mediumship. It turns on the energy. It, it gets you on a high 
uh, level where you're not thinking about if you are doing a good job, but you are just doing a good job. Just to get us in the the, the frame of things here, yesterday uh, when we were together, Rose, you told me an amazingly funny story, but a true story that happened at the Arthur Finlay College. Just for a few moments, would you like to share that story? With the connection we had uh, when we talked about it, it made it more funnier because I now know who it was because of you. So thank you for that. But I was uh, at the Art of Industry College a few years ago and I was waking up really early in uh, in the morning. You can say nights. I don't know why am I, why, but when I go uh, away from home and sleep in another place, I'm always waking up really early. It's really bad because I do it every morning. And if you are in the AFC and you are on, on a course and you are waking up four o'clock in the morning, it's not really nice for your whole day. But then fun is really kicking in. I went for a walk because I was awake and uh, the whole after the uh, AFC was sleeping and it was quiet. And I was like, oh, go to the garden. Uh, let's uh, go to the cemetery. <laughs> if you know about my hobby, going to the center cemetery. And you have one at AFC. So I was walking about and uh, enjoying the weather. It was rainy, like a proper English day. And um, I went back uh, after my walk through the AFC building. And I stood on the patio, I think you call it. Yeah, it's the verandas. The veranda in the front side. Yeah, and I was standing there and I was looking over the garden. And I was really in my element and feeling blessed and happy to be there. And suddenly a gentleman from the spirit world came and stand next to me and said, you are standing on my spot. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm standing on my spot. And we went in a bit of a discussion about the spot, but he kept on saying, you are in my spot, you are in my spot, and nothing more, only you are in my spot. And I was like, no, I'm not in your spot. He gave me a great sense of the energy of the AFC uh, through over the years, and it felt really high, and he was still saying, you are in my spot, and I was, no, I'm not. And there was a student waking up above, I think it was on the top floor, uh, and she was looking uh, through the window, and I was just talking to this man in spirit. Uh, so it must have uh, been uh, looking really funny for her <laughs> to see. I know from without this feeling, I left him in his spot. And I, I looked up the word yesterday. It's hopping. I hopped back to the AFC because of the sensation and the connection I had. And I went on to the uh, room where you eat your breakfast. And uh, she went down and she obviously asked me what I was I doing in the garden and I was thinking oh my gosh how can I explain that I had a real conversation like real people because that's how it felt uh, for me at the time with this gentleman I do not know nothing about he wouldn't want to tell me who he was uh, I saw his beard and that's all and uh, I felt his energy and it's bugged me for a couple of years after it who the man was and um uh, you told me yesterday, so that's a funny, funny, funny wending of this story, funny turning around of this story. I, I loved it a lot. But the energy of spirit was really high, and he was like joking around by just only saying to me, you are in my spot. And I was like, uh, where's the rest of the information? Who are you? What are you going to do? You are in my spot. So he was really, <laughs> really dead on. It was a lovely experience to have. Yeah, you telling me who it was uh, made it a bit more special. Uh. When Rose told me the story first and she described the gentleman, one name came to my mind straight away. And the sense of humour that that man had when he was alive and the description, it and the way she described uh, yesterday how the man refused to tell her 
his name because it might affect the way she um, seen him or looked at. Did, did you say he said something about his photographs being around the college? Yes, yes. He said to me, "If if you know where I am, uh, you can find my photographs." And it was kind. Of, he was he was making it really a sort of mystic energy around it. Mm. I mean, you, if you know how I look, then you uh, will know who I am. And he finds it kind of funny to let me search for him uh, over the years. When Rose told me this story yesterday, the first my- name that came to my mind, because of that description and because of his sense of humour when he was alive, was the late and the great Glyn Edwards. And when I said that to you yesterday, Rose, you said you had a feeling um, immediately. Yeah, it gave me goosebumps, we call it in the Dutch uh, Kippenfeld. It's a moment when you know you're right. Mm. You know it, the, the moment in your mediumship when you know you are right. It's it's a grand feeling of, yeah, th- this is it, this is it. The point of sharing that story is to show that hey, humour is both sides, not just us. No, and, and, and spirit is for me, um, I, I made a, an agreement with this man at that point in my life to always have fun while working with mediumship and working with energy of spirit. And it is such an agreement that when I'm doing something that I don't like, I can't do it anymore. So strong is my feeling of uh, having fun practicing mediumship. That's his message for me, I think, uh, really strong. Okay, so I'm a new student and I'm coming to your academy, the Soul Samana Academy, and I'm a little bit nervous combined with ignorant in knowledge, but also I'm a little bit stiff. You know, I've, I've not got a smile on my face. How is this lady called Rose? How are you going to change that? The first thing I'm going to do is say to you that mediumship is all about understanding uh, your life, life of nature, the life of energy. And uh, most of all, it's a connection between people. It's a connection between literally the energy of your soul and the energy of the soul of the other. And there is no good or right. Spirit doesn't measure up the way we are connecting. Uh, They only want us to connect. So therefore, I will put a big joke in between. And usually when people laugh, they uh, lose tension. They lose tension. And I am really spiritual, but I'm also really standing with my feet down into the earth. And I always say, ik sta met beide voeten in de klei, in Dutch. It's saying, I am standing with my both feet in rock bottom clay. Make it uh, as, as big of uh, earthly energy you can make it. I am standing in it. And I am really not somebody who is uh, hovering around in my spirituality. I am somebody who's standing really on the earth. And telling people that spirituality is, is a personal development. So therefore, there is no good or right. There is no you are better, you are farther, you are, it's not farther, it's further along. Then you are in the right spot right now. And therefore, you walked into my room my classroom. Uh, And that usually gives them a feeling of, okay, that's okay. So I just have to be myself then. And that's easy to do, isn't it? Be yourself or not. I've got no script, remember? No, you don't. You don't have script. Um, And I know you, Rose, and I know that you're a a bit of a wicked young lady, to say the least. And your humour is reflected in your story and everything like that. But it isn't just that. I believe you have... um, you use a lot of fun in tools that you use. Yes, I really do. I work a lot with flower energy. 
I work a lot with color energy and I also work a lot with cards. And I used to trigger myself in my mediumship and I still do when I'm giving lessons to uh, other mediums to use the cards in a way you do not get learned when you learn tarot cards. So I am usually talking to spirits and asking them how to work with cards. And you can uh, do marvelous things with cards. You can ask spirits to give you a card, but you also can uh, ask spirit to um, give you a card and then talk about the color in the card and then connect with the color and then connect with spiritual deceased relatives connected to the card and to the message on the card and why is the message connecting to this person and then work out the evidence from there i make it a circle of energy where i'm working with when i'm working with flower energy for example you can work on a psychic level and you can tell about the life of the sitter in front of you from the how do you call it a flower but the top of the flower to the feet of the flower. I will call it flower feet. You can talk about the life of a person from his uh, earliest age to when he's here in your room, the room with you, but you also can connect with spirits. And flower energy is an energy. In England, it's the only energy that can be used on stage. I later on learned from Jenny Gomez um, that it's an energy uh, you can bring on the stage. With pictures and cards, you cannot bring it on the stage. And with flowers, you can. Flower energy is life energy. And the language of nature connects with the language of the spirit world. And they can speak to you through a flower. And it's really beautiful work. But it's also fun to work with a flower because it has color and it has thorns on it. I usually uh, put some roses in my face. So if people want to pick out a rose, you have to be careful how to pick it. That's a kind of laughing uh, material on itself. Uh, but we also use it. Uh, for example, if you have a grandfather in spirit who was a bit itchy and a bit quickly burned in his energy and uh, quickly on, uh, we call it in the Dutch, uh, snel op de kast, uh, just quickly on the cabinet and uh, high on his feet. And you pick out a rose uh, because you ask him to uh, tell you which flower you may pick out of the face. and uh, you pinch yourself on the thorns. I always know I have somebody with me in spirit who has a, a short uh, rope in his energy. So it's really lovely to see how you can connect the, the energy of the rose to the energy of the spiritual world. And it gives you a, um, an extra energy, an extra dimension to your work because people like to tend uh, to see things visually. So make it visually with cards and colors and drawings and every uh, tool you can think of that we can see in the physical world gives great uh, fun to uh, spirit, but also to the people who are receiving the tool you use. And you do a lot of trance work as well. Do you find much humor comes out from the entrance state, the altered state? Yeah, I did some trance speaking with my schizo guides. That's a really odd thing to do. Did you say schizo, as in schizophrenic? Yes, I've got a lovely guide. His name is Philip, and he's really lovely, but he is a bit troubled, and he had a troubled life. Yeah, he did. Um, he had some medicine for it, and he had a lot of wives and a lot of children. And he is a poetrist, and uh, he writes poems, and he also uh, painted. Sorry, what was that word? i got to write that down. Poems. A, um, a poetrist. Poetrist. Yeah, yeah I'm writing that down. <laughs> Is it not an English word again? N not one that I've heard, but I'm 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 here to learn the poetry. I think it's Philip is doing this in my ear. I think it's Philip because he's really a rather uh, a, a cheeky <laughs> once in a while. And um, yeah, he is in a trance sitting. He came about and talked through me 
And I am in France, so I didn't know uh, what he was saying. But he was really rude. He really was. And especially to the women, the ladies in the circle, he said, you are sitting here like a bunch of uh, ladies sitting here seriously, sitting, watching me sitting here. And I don't know what you are sitting and doing. And it was really kind of rude. <laughs> and I was like, this sh- shocked me. But it also made my belief in spirit bigger because I never would have said something like that. I never would. But Phillips, is a bit, he is a bit troubled, but he's also a brilliant mind. He has also a great philosophy to share. But it took me a while to get used to his energy. And I think it took him a while to get used to mine. <laughs> I, I often say um, if, I will, if I had met Philip when he was alive, he wouldn't be my friend. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's such a difficult man. But uh, he has such marvellous information to share. I remember hearing Scott Milligan in a seance that I attended, his main guide that comes through. And for the life of me, the name's just dropped out of my head. That man is so funny, so hilarious. And he's a little bit near the edge sometimes when he speaks as well. I remember Scott, I'm sure he once said, I apologise if he says something that uh, he's not meant to. Um, but, but, But on that subject, Rose, let's just clear this up. We has mediums, whether we're in the altered state or not, we do have a responsibility, don't we, somewhat? We do, we do. And I always tell people to be prepared for his energy. And if you can uh, go beyond his dark humor, because it is dark humor, he has a lot of nice things to say and to share. And uh, he will do so. But you have that responsibility. And I always sit with spirit before I go in trance and uh, ask them to be polite and (laughs) to be loving. (laughs) And they usually do. So that's that's really nice. I think it's a world of love and and energy. But they also want to say things. They also want to uh, teach us and Teaching is not always about fun. My mediumship is about fun. I need to have fun while working with spirits and I need to have fun while connecting. But it's not always fun, isn't it? It's just like life. You have sometimes a message that is really hard or really difficult to tell, but it's necessary for people to hear so they can grow again. Okay, well, let's get back to that stiff me that sat in your class. The six of us were all stiff. We come from England and, you know, the humour's gone there because Boris has drained every little bit of humour out of us at that time. So we're sat in your academy now and you're going to give us an exercise to warm us up before we get going. Yes, and I'm going to remember you of the way and the fun of spirit. We have forgotten it and going to be experimental. So I'm going to get you a vase of flowers and we are going to sit with spirit. We're going to connect with spirit. And then we are going to ask a color to be shown in our uh, third eye energy. And uh, what I always ask spirit to do is blend with the color and blend with the student. So the student can feel the color in his whole body energy connect with the color and usually it resonates and it gives healing in such a way that students are calming down and earthing grounding in their mediumship energy and in the classroom and we make always make a connection with each other it's a really important thing for me to do not only connect with spirit but also with each other so we can have each other's back while working and then i'm going to ask you to open your eyes and look at the face and find your color in there and it always connects. It always connects. I have never had a color that wasn't in my face. I always look for the flowers in the shop. And I always ask Pierre this flower to take. The shop owner knows what I'm doing. So he's used to me picking out one flower by uh, by the minute, put them together. 
And uh, we are going to work with the flower because with flower, it's nothing new. It is uh, people have red flowers for over the years, many years, and it brings joy. It brings healing instantly. So if you are stiff, uh, you cannot work with flower energy and be stiff. It's not possible. It's just like walking and be angry. It's not possible. If you hold the flower, you will get the joy instantly. It gives you healing, but it also gives you guidance. And the guidance, I think, is really important when you are um, not connecting with the fun in your mediumship, but you are connecting with the stiffness in it. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying here. I think a lot of us go into this sort of altered state or this state of wanting. We we want to desperately connect with the spirit world. And in that uh, wanting, there's a whole load of tension because we want the names, as you said earlier on. We want the telephone numbers. We want those details. And because we want them, we are creating an energy that's actually not viable for that to happen. No, it's not supporting uh, you in uh, your mediumship because you are tense. And I always say if you want to reach something, and you, if you want to reach the sky, you cannot be tense. You cannot launch a rocket while being tense. You have to be in an energy, in a state of mind where you are in flow, where you are connected with everything around you. And um, when you hold the flower or when you hold the card, when you hold the color in your hand, because you can hold the color too when you have ribbons, you can really feel what spirit, spirit is showing you, what spirit is wanting you to experience. And you are uh, not looking for information, but you are feeling it. And it comes from within rather from without and rather from your way of looking for the best kind of way to present your mediumship because it's always about being better isn't it we are conditioned in the world uh, our world is uh, even our school system tells us to be better all the time are you having a seven then you have to get a, a, a 10 or an eight or a nine you have to get better than the seven you have to study more you have to huh? so we are, are conditioned is that a good word you have a condition environment that tells you all the time uh, in a subjective way to be better. I remember I once went to the Arthur Finlay College and I think it was Eileen Davis's class. And I, I'm not brilliant when it comes to sort of socialising in a, a large group. And this is the introvert side of me. And I remember Eileen saying, I want you to all stand up and sing this song. And I think it was um, the Abba one, uh, I Have a Dream or whatever, uh, or Dancing Queen. One of the, one of the songs, she, she got us all doing it and I thought, oh, God, here we go. And I stood up all stiff. I'll clap my hands. I'll try and sing along. And by the end of it, I was kind of looking around and thinking, well, I'm the only fool in here because everybody else is enjoying themselves. And I kind of wanted to pull the shirt out from my trousers and loosen up a little bit. That was what Eileen was doing in that exercise of just singing. She wasn't wasting our time. She was getting us to chill out, to relax. I usually uh, talk about stargazing with people who come in uh, in here, and they are all. You no, know, we are coming from mediumship, isn't it? Is this a me this is a mediumship course? And I was, yes, it is. But we are going to stargaze now. It's looking upon the stars, and uh, it's usually by daytime that I give my lessons. Uh, now in the winter time, it's getting dark in here uh, in in uh, the early evening, so we have sometimes really stars in the sky to look at. But I let them go inside and look at the sky and stargaze a little bit. Because when, maybe you can remember it for yourself, when you was a child and you look at the stars, the whole divinity, the whole world was laying in front of your feet to be conquered. And there was nothing holding you back. But when we are getting adults, uh, we are, how do you call it in English, in, in the Dutch you say, uh, geconditioneerd. We get uh, labels we get by our environment. 
um, ways of how it has to be rather than just connect from within your soul to the soul of spirit. And if you are stargazing, it's nothing to do with spiritual or uh, mediumistic work, but it puts you in a position where you are connecting with your inner child's energy. And you need your inner child in your mediumship. You really do. Because your inner child can move worlds, can move mountains, never thinks about if it's good enough or not. And that's why I like fooling around, yeah? And I do a little dance once in a while in my lesson. Spirited Talk and the Podcast Playlist are free podcasts. If you would like to make a financial contribution to the project, please visit our Patreon page at spiritedtalkpodcast.com and Spirited Talk Podcast is all one word. Thank you. Hi, I'm Nikki Havelock, author, medium and intuitive coach, and you are listening to Spirited Talk Podcast. Hello, I'm Neil Bradley, and I'm a spiritual medium, and I listen to Spirited Talk Podcasts while I'm driving to work. Hi, Gail Bittner here. I'm a spirit medium. If I had to say just one word to anyone wanting to explore their potential, it would be trust. This is the Spirited Talk Podcast. Conversations and much more about connecting with our friends and lost ones in the spirit world. You and I both love the history, the historic people that have worked. If anybody was to take the time to study some of the Gordon Higginson's videos that are on YouTube, my God, that man had a sense of humour. Yeah, he did. And, really and that humour, I think I'm, I'm, I'm right in saying in one of his uh, books, he writes about why he uses the humour and, and because it uplifts the people there. It creates an environment. It really does. And, and, and I really see it back in the lessons I gave, but also the connections I make one-on-one or with spirit alone or in trance session. When you are filling your mediumship with fun, when you are being open for uh, humor in your mediumship, you get an exciting experience. It combines the ancient art of mediumship with the divine essence of spirit all at once in one single drop of energy. Every time when I use a little bit of humor or a little bit of fun, I feel the energy literally growing on me and gives me a really amazed feeling of how special it is to connect with spirits and to connect with the spiritual world. And I always say to my students, it's a natural way of being. We come all from the same spot. We come all from, uh, if you want to call it the divine or God or the God spark. Um, for me, it makes no difference. I always say to my students, give it the name that resonates with your energy. I like to call it the divine. I think it's a great word to subscribe the energy. But be amazed by it. Feel the wonder of connecting and connecting from laughter rather than serious energy. And it is quite serious to be a medium. It is. Funny enough, I was just about to say that. I mean, um, most people that are, and I put it in quotes, entertainers, they go on to a stage or a platform and they know exactly what they're going to say. They know exactly what they're going to do. It's 
scripted in a, in advance and they know what to do. A medium's entirely different. Stands on a stage or a platform or in front of a group of people, has no script, hasn't got a clue and is completely relying on spirit. But they both have one common denominator and that is that the comedian that stands in front of a group needs an energy. He needs that first joke, that first thing that they say to that audience. If that is accepted and they like him, there's a sudden energy that he can feed off, literally feed off and become a great performer in that side. It's the same in many respects for what we do as well, isn't it? Yeah, I can can relate to it. I had a big audience a few weeks ago when I was talking about it to you uh, off the recordings. But I was really nervous because I didn't have a clue where to talk about. And I was 10 minutes before the show started, I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to celebrate life. That's what I know. That's what Spirit told me. We are going to celebrate life. We are going to make a party of living on the earth and connecting with Spirit and having the possibility to be in the connection. And my mission was to let people feel spirit was there. That was my mission. That was, I felt connected with spirit. This evening was not about me and my mediumship. This evening was not about me doing a demo. This evening was uh, for the public to feel spirit was in the room. And uh, But I didn't know how to do it. I didn't have clue. And I said something really strange at the beginning. And it was, hello, uh, my name is Rose and I'm standing here. And you are all looking at me very, very seriously. And it looks like you are all dead to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't say that. And the whole public was like, oh, my gosh. And I was, yeah, it really looked like a dead bunch of people sitting and watching me standing up here. And that's no fun. Do you? really think spirit is coming to join us if you look like a bunch of dead people and they were laughing and they were like oh my gosh is she really seeing that and then i talked about how important it is to sit with an open smile happy energy because spirit has to join us and when we are all sitting like uh, the arms over over elkaar heen dus closed arms and closed energy i don't think spirit would like that to come in i wouldn't come in if i was spirit it looks a bit like a party of your aunt where nobody is speaking. That's not a great energy to be with. So I, I really feel that all uh, spirit also uh, likes us to have fun because the energy is growing on you. And the audience was laughing and then the show went on. And I tell, I, I talked about my, 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 my spirituality. I talked about my experiences and uh, I did it with a lot of humor. So it was kind of a mixed energy between spirituality and humor. And it was a really nice evening and everybody felt spirit because we did a healing and we connected. And uh, it was really, really marvelous evening uh, with a lot of humor in it. And that's, I feel strongly, is what made the connection that evening, Mm. the laughter and the fun. I'm excited by what you're saying because not everybody, if you go into a room of 100 people, there's only going to be four or five people that are going to get an actual reading on that night. But if everybody leaves that room uplifted, inspired by the philosophy or by the humour of the evening, without it being entertaining, but with it being within the concept of lifting the energy, then you've achieved a lot. You've done well. Those people are going to go away and they'll say, well, I loved it. I'd love to have a message. But yeah, it's a great night. It was a new way of of presenting mediumship. And I'm aware of it because uh, I, I know the way 
we are doing it here is the way you are doing it also in England uh, with a ceremony and an inspirational talk. And But I felt strongly and spirit guided me in the process of letting the whole room feel the spiritual world. And, and, and connecting in a, in a, in a great big healing bath, you can almost say it, 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 it's, it, it felt like a warm blanket of healing and energy. And they all gave back to me that they felt in some way their deceased loved ones coming in. Mm. So there was a lot of people crying, but there were also a lot of people laughing. And it was lovely because I went into the public and I was, oh my gosh, this is the crying corner. Let's, let's have a look here. Why are you crying? Because they are laughing over there. Is it, is it that sad to be here? But the, the humor made it practical, made it physical, made it uh, for the people who doesn't understand mediumship. Um, we call it in, in the Dutch Tastbaar. Uh, you can grab it. You can get a sense of what mediumship is all about. And that's for me is the connection with spirit, from spirit to spirit and just be in the connection mm. and not uh, wanting to have from your connection uh, a better uh, performance, but just to enjoy rather than to achieve. I remember in the early days of me learning, I was looking to all the other mediums that were out there. I was looking for inspiration. And I particularly loved a man you know, Tony Stockwell. I thought I I loved him because he has that humorous way about him without being a comic. He he has that look. He looks and gazes into somewhere that's not in the room. He has a sense of humor that is unbelievable. Short sentences and uh, little quips that come from the spirit world. You can tell it. That is perfect humor. So for me, the, the ultimate, you know, humorist in Mediumship has got to be Tony Stockwell. Uh, you've got to go to my show then. <laughs> I c- <laughs> Sometimes I'm a big, uh, big, bit uh, rebellious, uh, you know. Uh, no, but uh, Tony, I love Tony. I, I've uh, got uh, quite a few lessons from him also in um, the de- detective sky, detective mm-hmm. energy. Uh, and that's a heavy energy to work in, oh, yeah. detective energy, because you are working with deceased ones, mostly uh, not gone by uh, soft hands. So it's it's mostly about cases uh, with question marks and heaviness around it. And uh, he lightens it up in a really uh, pure way and not uh, disrespectful, but he lightens up your mediumship. He did for me in any way. He, uh, and I came from somebody who taught me a couple of years to only go by evidence, 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 evidence. And I was really uh, stuck in my mediumship. And then I went and saw uh, Tony and had a few days with him. And I had my laughter back in my mediumship. So Tony is a really important medium for me in my development because he remembered me of fun mm. and to have fun. And with Tony, I had my first whole name, Sir and last name spelled out from spirit and it was in a really funny setting and i never had a name like that before never had it again and he told me to create like a letter uh, bank from a to z uh, in my mind and then uh, ask spirit to hop from the a not to the b but to the c and then hop again and uh, hop on on to the letters and every time one letter is correct it will lighten like a neon sign so I really saw it in my head and I was like, oh, my, oh, I've got an M. And the sitter in front of me is, yeah, you're correct. And I was, oh. and Tony was saying in my ear, ding, 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 ding. So I had the neon sign and the sound. And I was like, oh, my God. 
And I have, uh, I laughed so hard. And then uh, he said, yeah, go on, next letter. And I was like, oh, I've got an A. And uh, she, she said again, yeah, it's correct. And he was like, ding, 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 there we go again, there we go again. And he was like uh, being a milkman, <laughs> a medium milkman, <laughs> which is ring-a-ding. <laughs> and I was laughing. But I had the whole name correct. And the funny in the energy around it was, it was the name of my grandmother, but it was also her grandmother's name. And I'm from the Netherlands and she was from England. So this was remarkable on itself. Um, but it, it was Marie. And then we went on for the last name and uh, it was Rose something. I don't remember it correctly, but it started with my first name. So I really wanted to connect with the letterbox, but it didn't work because I saw the flower, the rose. And I was saying to Tony, help me because I'm stuck here and I cannot see my letters anymore. And I have a flower now. And yeah, I know I work with flower envy, but I need letters now because it is a practicing uh, part with letters. And you gave me now a flower. And I was like, I was moping. And he was like, why are you moping? You've got a flower. How marvelous is a flower? What color does it have? What flower is it? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a rose and it's pink. And she was like, my grandmother's last name was Rose. And he was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so he really put me instantly again in the laughter. And I was moping and I was stuck in my moping. I couldn't get the information while I was already having it. Spirit showed me. A rose connected to her last name. So that's that for me is signifying um, if you are laughing, you are working. And if you are moping and you are stuck and you are thinking you are not doing it correctly, uh, you miss information. Well, I've got to confess. I mean, 20 years ago when I was new to this, I wanted a kind of somebody that I could mimic or copy. And I must admit, of all the people that I've seen, I mean, I like Colin Fry and I liked um, John Edward and James Van Prague. I loved all of those. But there was a style with Tony that I just thought, if I could be like anybody, I'd like to be like Tony. Now, the interesting thing is, I noticed loads of students or loads of other mediums that I could tell they'd been taught by Tony. So he had inspired his ways. Um, I can see it in the, I can, it's lovely to see because I think when somebody or medium inspires you, it's because you connect with the energies, because you connect with the looseness of Tony's mediumship, because I, I can call it looseness. He's loose in his mediumship. He doesn't let you feel it's, it's difficult to do. It, it feels like a natural thing when you are in your mediumship lessons with Tony. So it's a looseness in his energy. And I can see it here in the Netherlands. We have a lot of students from Mavis here. Yeah. And you can see the energy of Mavis in their work, in their energy when they are working. And I think it's nice to see that um, you can inspire each other in your mediums. I think you connect because you resonate with with um, with the frequency of each other. Absolutely. There are one or two mediums out there that feel that they must entertain their audiences and it's all about entertainment because the people have paid to come and see them. And the great Paul Jacobs he addressed this issue uh, in a recent Facebook forum or um, thread that I followed. He was annoyed that somebody was saying that the public need to be entertained and rightly said, no, they're not there to be entertained. They're there to visit the spirit. And it's this fine balance. You have mm -hmm. to understand, if I, I've seen one or two mediums that are on that stage 
to just entertain. And I feel so sorry because that's not what it's about. I no. Mean, the mediumship no. is not often that good either. So I, I think you're missing a big part of the mediumship if you only entertain people. Because it's not only about entertainment. Surely there is a factor in it where you have to create an environment where people can feel pleasantly surprised and feel I'm I'm going to look for the words in English in my mind. So wait a minute. Um it's it's the experience. You have to create an experience with spirit and you only can create the experience with spirit if you are working from a from a belief system and a connection with spirit that it's about the afterlife. It's about life after death. It's, it, it is not only about the fun in it. It's the combination of the two mm-hmm. uh, because life is about celebrating life is about growing life is about connecting uh, with your uh, deepest soul path and um, everything around it and i think uh, it's really important to know and to experience your spirit sparkle that's how i call it but you can only experience it if you connect with spirits if you connect with the higher message in being connected mm-hmm. why are we connected not because of the fun. That's not why we are connected. It's a part of being connected that uh, it, it gives fun. It gives energy. It gives laughter. And it can be really humorful, but it also can be really serious. And you have to find a fine balance between the two. I'm just writing that word down. I've got, I've, I'm, I'm learning some new English. Humorful. Humorful. There's another I've one got on my... spiritual as well. I, I've got a list of words here that I'm going to start using. Spiritual. Yeah, I'm going to ask the paintists and the examinators to have a look at yeah. my list at the end of this. this to have a look at your spiritual experience spiritual. with uh, humorful energy. No, but it's really about humor connecting with the energy of life. Well, I know that you've got one or two funny stories that you've had from the spirit world that you're going to share with us now, haven't you? Yeah, I've got lots of funny stories. With Come on, spirit. then. Come on. Oh, then. wait a minute. I'm going to... <laughs> Going to sit clearly for it, so connect with spirit again and talk to them which story to tell you. (laughs) Oh, the last one is really funny. In the development of trance, there is a bit of physical energy uh, turning up now in the seance room. And I I had to do a photo shoot for uh, some mystical festivities. So I had to do a, a bit of a witchy kind of shamanic kind of feel photo shoot. So we, uh, went on to a really old building in the Netherlands and there was a cemetery again. It's a red thread in my life, cemeteries. And we wanted to make some photos in the corner of the cemetery and we wanted to make some photos at the old building for the energy to make it really mystical. And we had some, um, how do you call it, smoke gun, smoke balls to uh, make it a bit uh, nicer to get really the feel of mystical energy. And uh, we were standing at the cemetery and there were crosses. So it were really, uh, it was the cemetery of nuns and monks. In Dutch, you call it a cloister, a uh, old building where nuns live. Yeah, that, that's fine. Monastery, cloister. Monastery, that's the word. It is a monastery. So there were uh, only nuns and monks lying at the cemetery. Well, I should say a monastery is actually men. The nuns, believe it or not, it's a nunnery. Nunnery, okay. A nunnery. Now, this, it was a monastery, but there were nuns and they were working in the kitchen. Yeah. Okay. So the monarchs, there were the captains on board 
And uh, you can see uh, at the graveyard because they had a grave for themselves. And the women, the nuns, were laying with five of them in one grave. So I was really surprised by it. Oh, my gosh, uh, really comforting, uh, lying with five other women in a grave. But we were joking about a bit, about uh, how it must have been to know you are going in a grave with five other women or uh, laying uh, alone. And um, we must have made the pictures, but it didn't work because the moment we wanted to take pictures, everything, every equipment she had with her went out. Nothing works anymore. <laughs> so I was really feeling it and I was, oh my God, maybe we shouldn't make pictures here on the cemetery. Let's go to, uh, there was a, a lovely statue of uh, Maria. So maybe I uh, can turn on a candle and say I'm sorry for joking about uh, laying there with five women in a grave. So I was really serious about it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to put on a candle and uh, uh, make my mens for joking about it. And the candle wouldn't burn. It wouldn't burn. So I was like, oh, my gosh, now we have to go. We have to go. And later on, there were three pictures that were uh, taken anyway. And we can see faces on them. And one of them is the face of a soldier. And the grave of the five women was a grave. And the year uh, on the grave was 1945. It's at the end of the war. So it was really strange to see a soldier on the picture. Mm. But I think he's connected to the war and the energy uh, of those women. And um, yeah, it, it is funny how spirit works. Mm. Because what's the art? There were uh, three lighters and uh, there was a box of lighters and I couldn't get a candle to burn. And it was good weather. It was no rain, nothing there that could explain why the candles wouldn't burn. And it was a really funny feeling. So we went uh, about uh, an, a, a, to, to the building uh, after that. And um, yeah, spirit has uh, marvelous ways of connecting. One story with spirit is uh, me painting. I paint with encaustic. You say it's encaustic in England? Encaustic art, you call it. So what's that mean? It's wax. Wax. With wax in a iron board. Oh. And you melt the wax and you put it on a uh, board. Oh, okay. It's really lovely because you can, can shape it. You cannot uh, put anything from yourself in it. It's all you and spirit. You have to connect with spirit and you have to connect with the color because spirit's giving you the color and you have your iron board and you have your wax and you melt it and then you put it on your canvas. You cannot make something with it. You have to be prepared to give it all over to spirit to create. So it's a lovely way to get out of your head because you can't do anything about it. It just runs about your uh, canvas. And one time I felt I wanted to do yellow. I really felt it. So I wanted to do yellow. But I have a commitment with spirit that the colors I pick, I pick with my eyes closed. This is a bit of in, in, in an altered state. And I picked the colors and I looked at them and I was, oh, it's not yellow. I put it back in there and I constantly pick out the blue one over and over and over again. And I get about with the blue one on the wax and I was doing it and I was working with it. And I don't know how it happened, but afterwards there was yellow on my paper. And it's, it's such a, a fine line between telling you and letting you feel you need the yellow, then giving you the blue. And if, the funny thing in it is that my mind is all over the place. And 
in the end of it, you are giving me yellow again. So what's the fun in that? <laughs> I really don't know. But it, it's nice to see how uh, spirits can uh, work with uh, energy, color. And if you are open for it, and if you say I'm open for anything, and I am not working in a, in a specific way or in a set way, and uh, I give the power to you, then lovely things occur and uh, you can experience a real magic into daily life. You can. Give me an example of when the spirit have said something funny to you that was totally unexpected. Oh, that is a lovely one. It was in the trance room, in the in the circle. I did my fair share of circle leadership uh, with a medium who sat in the power and I was the leader of the circle lovely place to be and to watch and to uh, connect and we were sitting in the circle and we were singing and we were connecting and nah, the circle at one moment uh, felt a bit flat so we didn't sing and we only experienced what was happening in the room and what was happening with the medium who was sitting and I heard them literally say in my ear Rose and it was so loud that I said yes out loud in the seance room and the girls were all about uh, her, uh, what, yes, why are you saying yes? Because you are yelling at me. They were, we are not yelling at you. Yeah, you are. And I heard it again. Rose. I was like, what do you want? <laughs> and the girls were like, we don't want anything. <laughs> so it, it became a really strange conversation because it was so loud in my ear. So realistic. So if he was in the room with us, uh, and, he, and he was apparently, and I was just talking to him out loud, and uh, the girls were just like, what are you saying? Why are you talking about this? Why are you saying that? And it was a really funny way of connecting with spirits. I, I really loved it because I la uh, later on explained to the ladies, he, he was really loud in my ear. He was really calling my name and saying hello. And I was like, hello. And he was like, but they didn't hear him. So I looked a bit goofy. And I think that's a really a funny way of spirit to connect in a group talking in your ear. And then only you can hear him. <laughs> but, you, but you look a little, a little bit like a crazy person when you do it. If, if it's happened, it, it was so realistic that I was really like, hey, hello, what do you want? What do you want? And the girls were like. We don't want any. Humour has its own energy field. It lifts, it raises everybody in the room. And when you leave this world and you go to the other side, your personality doesn't change. So if you were a funny person this side, you will continue to be a funny person the other side. No, but this this sounds really like it is. You are not a funny person in the world here. And then uh, when you're funny here, you're funny there. I, I couldn't imagine my grandfather coming through not being funny. Because he was always funny. So if he's not being funny coming through, then it's not my grandfather. I need to have that little bit of fun with him to believe it's my grandfather. I think in our conversation today, I hope that we haven't cheapened the work that we do with spirit by bringing humour into it. Because the whole idea of continuing life after death is something that should be celebrated. It's something to be happy about. The continuation of life. I'm not talking humour. I'm talking about happiness. And this movement this work that we do needs more happiness yes it does the connection with spirit is one made out of happiness you can bring about a beautiful message from spirits about life after death about healing about philosophy with a little bit of humor in it 
it softens the heart of people receiving the message. And when the heart is softened, you can get the message better across. Because if somebody comes to you in a uh, sitting or in a classroom or in a demo and they are not open and they are scared of what is going to happen or not knowing what's going to be like to connect uh, with their grandfather or mother or maybe son or uh, other relative being in spirit, then they are not open in energy. And I think if you're not open, um, spirit has a great, how can I put it, uh, spirit has a um, difficult way of coming across with the message they want to tell you. If you are open for the energy to receive, you uh, will receive a beautiful message. And humor is something you can put next to your mediumship to open up hearts from the recipients or from the sitter uh, receiving the message. Absolutely. We are going to round this up. Now, at the very beginning of this podcast, I said to you, oh, this is slightly different. Well, it has been slightly different. Well, the difference is this was unscripted. We didn't do anything here according to my usual script standards. Rose just suggested to me in the interview yesterday, she said... I'd like to do a podcast and I can do it without a script. So we've just had an hour chatting about humour and we haven't used a single script throughout. Yes, I enjoyed it a lot. I said it in a, in a text message yesterday on Facebook. We have a saying here, it's from Pippi Langhaus. In Norway, she is called Pippi Langstrumpf. It's a children uh, television show about a girl with red hair. <laughs> You can see the resemblance here uh, with ponytails. And she says, if I think I can do it and I didn't do it before, I probably could. And that's a beautiful energy uh, that I use in my music. Yeah, I read that. I couldn't quite get my head around it. I'll, yeah, it is about if you if you think you can do something, but you never did it before, then just go ahead and do it. Why not? What can happen? Maybe you go, like we say it in Dutch, it's um, uh, maybe you go with your chin on the ground, maybe, mm. but maybe not. Maybe it's going to be marvelous. Maybe it's going to be exciting and beautiful. You don't know, do you? Worse that can happen is you can fail. Yeah, but then you can go ask spirit for some healing and it's okay again. <laughs> Okay, listen, we've um, we've got to wrap this up now. I've grown a beard since we've been talking and it looks like you're growing one as well. So thank you very, very much for this podcast. It's been fun and I hope we meet in skin, in the skin later. Yeah, that would be lovely. In the skin and then in spirit. I loved it a lot. Thank you for the possibility. Thank you for this platform. And I uh, will thank you also for the work you are doing for spirits and uh, getting the message and the energy and all the beautiful ways of working in mediumship all over the world. And thank you very much for that. Ladies and gentlemen, Rose Barkio. Use the other one. It's better. Yeah. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, Rose Barkiola. Nice, no, no L in it. Ladies and gentlemen, Rose Barkiola. I said that, I made a noise. Ladies and gentlemen, Rose Barkiel. This presentation was made possible, in part, thanks to our contributing partners. Thank you for your support.
You've been listening to a Spirited Podcast here on Spirited Talk. If you want to find out more and how you can become one of our partners, visit us on spiritedtalkpodcast.com. And Spirited Talk Podcast is all one word. Finally, before you leave, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on whatever channel you listen to it on. From the guest today and your host Trevor, thank you for listening. Goodbye.